0: Welcome to Let the Ball Do the Work, the proper football podcast with me, Ben Littlemore, Sam Davey. Hello. And the little West Country imbecile, that's Ollie Maynard. Hey, Dem. Welcome to episode five of Let the Ball Do the Work. We are back. Apologies for no show last week. Me and Sam were travelling across Europe to Cologne to watch Arsenal lose 1 0. No, it wasn't about the result. It was a great experience. And we're going to start today's show by talking about our trip and general away days.
1: So, yeah, I wasn't there, but how was it, lads?
0: It, was, it to be fair it was a great experience. The uh, the game was pretty poor. It was. There wasn't many great chances. I thought Wilshere played well, which yeah. is always a bonus for me. Yeah. But the atmosphere is great. I think away you get a proper atmosphere. Like the Emirates gets criticised a lot, obviously and rightly so. But the away fans' support for Arsenal was very good. Yeah. We do very outsing good. most people. It's, it's it's great atmosphere. Yeah. I, I I think the problem at the Emirates. I don't think. Like if you look at big clubs, they don't make any of their revenue from putting ticket prices higher. But I think they're just trying to filter the type of fans that go in there. We all know there's a bit of a tourism problem, yeah. the Prawn Sandwich Brigade at <laughs> Arsenal. But I think that's the club just filtering in what sort of fan they want coming in because they know if they get tourists in, they're increasing their global brand and franchise. They're gonna make more money from sponsorship, and I yeah. think that's what they're thinking there.
2: Yeah, and I mean I think it says a lot for it says a lot about the away the away atmosphere that Arsenal fans do create because. More often than not, it's the die-hard, yeah, Arsenal it's the proper bands, supporters, the proper supporters that t- pay their money to go. Away there's to some great guy.
0: characters like the driver. You've got to respect him, Jason. He drives ten hours, drove us ten hours on a minibus to Cologne. Didn't drink or anything like that. Had right. probably half an hour's kip. Yeah. Watches the game, drives us 10 hours back, no complaints, just no. gets on with it. Exactly. Some dodgy driving at times, but we'll let him off. Yeah, <laughs> he's no, on definitely. the Autobahn. Yeah, so
2: it definitely. Yeah, yeah some, so do- some dodgy driving, but then, you know, he. Got to appreciate actually, characters like that. Yeah, I think I'm not entirely sure what time we actually got back to London. That, like, when we came back, and it, came was back. Like, it was something like half six in the morning, wasn't uh, it? Something like half that. Five. Something like that, and he had work at nine. Jesus.
0: Yeah, you really had to appreciate the dedication. Went of to the work man. at
2: nine and then took another. Um, Took another mob up to Burnley. Loves it. So third way She's to. Him.
0: A, you had a you had your own away day, didn't you, Ollie?
2: Yeah.
1: Tell uh, us when, a bit about that. Yeah, well, uh, Saturday just gone. Went to Portsmouth uh, to watch Plymouth play Portsmouth. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good day. I've, I've done it last three years. With my old man, which was his birthday uh, last week. So, Happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, Neil. Yep. Yeah, he'll Many enjoy. Many happy returns. Hope you're yep. listening. Um, yes, yeah, so we we go to the normal pub uh, where it's run by an Argyle fan. He 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 owns the pub, living in Portsmouth. And he lets the whole way end in so that our whole port's about 1500 so what does he, he do for the pub. other 364 days a year well, it's still, he should be in plymouth well no still, he still he lives up there so he's still it's still a normal pub but it's just open for plymouth fans when we come up right and yeah but we i think we all we got kicked out about two because some people let off about three flares in the pub
0: mm, we saw a bit of that in Clown. Yeah, but,
1: but, yeah i mean yeah so it was good and then good drinking culture i mean Talking and drinking, how was it for you lads?
0: Yeah, it was good. We uh, we slightly may have gone over. Yeah, I had someone in the, in the on studio on the night more before than in London.
2: I mean, the listeners aren't going to be able to see my face here, but it's you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we weren't in the best shape heading to Cologne.
2: We weren't. And but
0: yeah, it, it, I thought it was all very good spirited. The fans out there and the the Cologne fans got some criticism when they came to England, but seeing them out there makes me think the stewards in England may have been the problem because they yeah. were they were brilliant. they were were helpful for us they helped us find our bus they helped us find the stadium yeah they They were were drinking together it was all a great atmosphere but all very well-meaning yeah
2: uh, yeah I completely agree yeah got a lot of respect for the clone fans and what a stadium it's an amazing stadium. Amazing it's stadium. Really, it's so impressive just mm. to look at. It's in a bit of an odd place. It was like slap yeah. like bang in the middle of a field.
0: Yeah, like I've been to the New Camp San Siro, but that was one of the most impressive stadiums I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I agree. It was got yeah. these huge pillars that light up red and white when they score. Yeah, it was. It was excellent. Like, it was really cool.
1: I tell you what I quite like. I, I, this is talking about your point on a, like away days. fin. I always find that every football fan, I reckon, their biggest football memories are away from home. Don't you really agree with that. Yeah, I, it's I think more of a experience my favorite, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's just the whole atmosphere and everything. Just that little bit better because you know you're 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 lesser. So you, just, I always find no, it, I, I, I so as you sing louder. You know, as yeah, in absolutely. because there's less of you, so you're like. And it, it's proper fans, you know. you're yeah, not always singing on your own. Definitely, yeah. like, I don't go to Argo every week, but every time I go on a away day, it, it's always I I I, I don't I struggle to forget it. Yeah, really. I
2: can, Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I love an away day, especially with with I've been to a few of Bristol City that stand out in. In my memory, even if we even if we haven't got such a great result, the experience and just the the you know the fact that the fans come together for that situation and that experience, and you're all there for a common purpose rather than there just to sit and watch yeah. the game. You're there to you know let yourself be known.
0: I had a lot of respect for the German people as well. Like the pub we drank in, they were brilliant. Like there was like we live in a bit of a nanny state here where you can't do anything, health and yeah. safety and stuff, but we were allowed to take our beers outside and yeah. drink and chant and stuff like that. But there was nothing. No no sinister behaviour at all. It was all all very.
2: Not at all. And again, like, yeah, like as you were saying, that. That bad behaviour, a lot of the time, it stems it from
0: it. being told you exactly. can't do things that exactly. you, you think are unreasonable, exactly. and then you so, rebel.
2: Yeah, exactly. The more you say, you, you know, don't do something, the more likely someone's going to be to do it, especially so when it's, when it's unreasonable and it's not actually going to do any harm to exactly. anyone. Exactly, exactly. And I haven't heard anything in the news about any Arsenal. There or wasn't, fans. we saw no trouble, it was brilliant. No, cause in any trouble. But the atmosphere was well. great. I and mean, there was
1: more yeah. trouble at my game, to be honest. Brilliant. Kicked off a little bit at the train station. But it, were you involved? definitely not I mean some big lads in Portsmouth some real big ones you can't really see me on Rest radio the toilet did you? go away from it all definitely 100% <laughs> but
2: yeah no. I, I mean in, in Cologne one that one of the moments that stood out to me was that we were when we were on the the tram going from uh, where, going from where we were drinking to the stadium and it just got a little bit rammed and we didn't really exactly know where we were but the Cologne for uh, we got off the tram and he heard that we were we wanted to go to the stadium, he knew we were obviously part of the Arsenal lot, yeah. And he was like, Look, he was like, Listen, right, if you walk down there 20 minutes, it's only a 20 minute walk, you get, get a drink on the way, get a drink on the way because and you go
0: um, down, yeah. You can't You can't drink in the stadium, you can only get non alcoholic beer, yeah, in the stadium, which I didn't yeah. really understand, but um, yeah, it was a bit weird, but yeah. The guy advised us, he told us where to get off the tram and told us yeah. it's just a short walk down there, yeah. you can get a beer on the way and stuff, exactly. A, C- a Cologne
2: fan couldn't have been more accommodating, could not have been us. more obliging, <laughs> yeah, exactly and, you know, because of that it was, you know, it all made the experience yep. really good. It
0: was a great trip, although I would I know you're not a fan of flying, Sam, but I definitely would consider a flight next time. Yeah. Just squished up in that minibus, hanging out my arse. It wasn't for great, For 20 was hours it? wasn't ideal.
2: It wasn't great. I I, I would have rathered um, been in a proper coach um, rather than a minibus, and I'd rather not have had my head in a Sainsbury's bag <laughs> when we were in. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't ideal. Yeah, so that wasn't great, but, you know, it was, you know, it was great. I had a great time. And, yeah, I mean, I know you would have rather have fly, flown. But, no, it was as a as
0: great I experience going there. in the minibus, yeah. It was, but, yeah, I mean, I'd rather... Had a bit of a, a shaky moment account. in a, a Belgian service station. Mm. Still not feeling great. I've gone up to, to... I didn't even know what country I was in, to be honest. <laughs> Went up to get uh, served in the service station, panicked, and said, hola. <laughs> he did.
1: <laughs> Mad.
0: What was she thinking? <laughs> in, and then I started speaking English at her. Obviously, I couldn't go back in there. <laughs> that was...
2: That's unbelievable. It's got
0: another place I've got to add to the list of places to avoid for the rest of my life. <laughs> Sounds
1: like a good day, though.
0: That was cologne, it was quality. Next up is Ollie's Lower League Roundup. Who are us, Ollie's Lower League Roundup? This is Ollie's Lower League Roundup. Over to you, Ollie.
1: Yeah, and we're uh, starting with Plymouth. As always. Uh, and as you know earlier, I was at this game. Uh, it was a 1 0 defeat at Portsmouth. I would definitely say it was probably the most 0 0 game I've ever seen in my life. As What worked that well for you then? No, I mean the the goal. If anyone sees it, was a howler from our keeper, Matthews. Like horrendous mistake. But he's now injured, oh, so he's signed another keeper. Really getting through him, aren't you? It's our sixth Loodle. keeper already this season. We've played. Dropping like flies. I know, I know. But you know, we're we're at home to um, Gillingham at the next game, so I'm I'm looking for three points.
0: Can you get out of the relegation scrap? Yeah, well, I mean we lost we, a little bit of that momentum. Yeah, I mean it,
1: it's it's an annoying result because it's put us back down the bottom. So, but I think we're we're kind of we're quite close to the pack, as in the relegation teams fighting against relegation, sort of thing. So I think a couple of res- decent results, we should be right. Yeah. Uh, other stories in uh, the league one we got uh, on Saturday. Scunthorpe continue there, winning run that six on the bounce got now. A bit of Scunthorpe, not I do like Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe. I do like Scunthorpe. They uh, got a Tuna win over Charlton. Uh, Scunthorpe went out to third. Charlton sixth.
0: Can Scunthorpe get promoted?
1: I think they're a really good team, and I think they've been unfortunate that they haven't gone up two seasons ago. Have
0: Plymouth played them yet?
1: Yeah, we lost 4-0 at home to them. Not really much to go by, is it? No, no. I mean, a lot of teams have done that. But no, uh, just a little shout-out to Charlton last night. Unbelievable comeback.
0: Yeah, that was excellent. 90th minute, 2-0 down. Madness. 2-0. Cheers, then. Yeah, Madness.
1: and then the last story, Shrewsbury. What a fall from grace. They've now lost three of their last four. Oh. They lost 1-0 at home to Bradford, who, in fairness, are still a decent team.
0: Fairy tales turn into a nightmare. Yeah, they had the, the, the longest Ooh.
1: unbeaten run to now losing three and four. There so it
0: uh, goes, isn't it? Confidence is so much in football.
1: Yeah, but a couple of results and they could turn it back round. You don't know. They're a good, still a good team. But we're going to be down to League Two. Uh, Luton at now top. There's a new tabletop there. Flying long, aren't they? They're doing really well. I mean, after unbelievable thrashing the other week, uh, scoring seven at home for the second time this season, they uh, won 1-0 away at Crew.
0: The Man City of League Two.
1: But yeah very good uh, I love their manager thanks them, them, their manager is oh, one of our goal but n- enough about that uh, the fight for <laughs> the mat- the automatics Exeter beat Accrington to close the gap between third and fourth to See, one point
0: you say you hate Exeter but you yeah, can't resist say, talking about they them they seem
2: to be popping up a lot. I, know. You
0: say, I, I think you've got like a secret little soft spot for them because I, you say you hate them but they I keep cropping so well. up I mean yeah, yeah, just
1: show, it shows how much of a horrendous league League 2 is that I've just got to keep up to Exeter it's a it's a league that Argyle will never be in again. Hopefully, you're well, heading that way. We'll <laughs> see. Well, we'll see you in League Two next year.
2: <laughs> be next y- to fan next year. Y-
1: yeah, that was my uh, lower league roundup.
2: Cheers.
0: In our next topic, we're going to discuss the managerial debacle at Everton that looks like it may now be coming to an underwhelming close with the appointment of Sam Allardyce imminent. Why has it taken so long?
2: I don't know. I'm baffled by the whole situation. Really, Coleman um, was sacked on the 23rd of October after the Arsenal game. Yeah. It's taken them over a month. It's now the twenty ninth of November and Allardyce has only just been appointed. What are, what have they been doing in the time between the twenty third of October and the twenty ninth of November? If you haven't got a plan, then I mean just stick no with Coleman.
1: Exactly. It always amazes me when teams sack managers mid season or around this time and then I'd be shocked if it's anything over a week. But for a month, that is ludicrous. And the, yeah. the,
0: the issue of Coman being sacked went on for a long time. Even before he was sacked, there was about a three or four week period where people thought he should have been sacked. Yep. In that time, why weren't they searching for a replacement? So they had someone ready to come in. Well, it's, it's do, unbelievable. do you think it was that they planned to give the job to Unsworth and then saw how poorly he's done? Possibly. Possibly, but... But, but then they should have just gone straight up and appointed Unsworth full time.
2: Exactly. They should have done it straight away. But then what I don't get is that they've let Coleman you know they let they let Coman go, then they left it a month between him being sacked and them appointing someone else. But within that month, that could be drastically terrible for their season. If you just get someone in, if you get someone in in five days, at least it gives them a go. You could get in. um There was people available.
0: It certainly couldn't have gone worse in the month, could it? No, no who
2: exactly. That could that I know it. I know it probably won't, but that. Month could have seen Everton relegated.
0: The way that I've seen them play, and I don't see where they're picking up results at the moment. Unless something exactly. changes massively.
2: Exactly. If you're I going still, for I a think change,
0: they genuinely, are relegation candidates? Exactly.
2: If you you sack your manager for a change, nothing has changed at Everton since they've sacked Coman. Hmm. And surely you want that change as quickly as possible. That month, that month where they've just had Unsworth, and it's all been up in the air. No one knows what's going on at Everton that could have effectively it could get them relegated i know it probably won't but it could
0: do you think it's slightly unfair on unsworth because his reputation is just completely tarnished now and without doubt he's got to take some of that burden of them doing so poorly he he was in charge but a lot of things were up in the air Mm. he's he's gonna find it hard to get a job anywhere now unsworth yes his reputation's on the floor do you think it's been quite unfair on him situation
2: yeah, I do. I think they should have been clear with him from the beginning because I don't think he knew whether he was coming or going. Yeah. So, you know, I th- I think that's he must it must have been hard for him. He hasn't been able, I don't think he's been able to take a foothold at, at Everton. I don't think he's been able to uh put across what he's wanted to achieve there. Um, a lot of that comes through not knowing how long he's going to be there. I don't know if he knew whether he could be there one day and gone the next because they could have someone appointed. I don't really know if he knew where he stood. I think he was left in the dark a little bit. Yeah. So.
1: Well, he couldn't it, even when he was in charge. He couldn't have made any drastic changes really, because Many he, he. Well, as in. You, so you he can't, can't, can't change do an overhaul of the squad or whatever as in change things no. because if another manager comes in a couple of weeks time which it for the whole month he was probably thinking a manager's bound to come in soon so he, he's not able to implement his well, maybe exactly. his style on the team which he wanted to yeah, well, that's do. What I'm saying, yeah. so it, it's kind of got gone for a month of just just same old same old for exactly. Everton, which we've, we've been experiencing this season it seems
0: no plan at Everton at the moment does there like who do, you, who do you think's got to take the overwhelming responsibility for what's gone wrong? Do you think it's Unsworth? Do you think it's Coleman? Do you think it's Bill Kenwright? Do you think it's do you? Th- I think is Ken it the board, right. is it the players, is yeah. it the management?
2: I mean, I think the the board have to take some responsibility for is it. Is it
0: Walsh, the director of football involved with a lot of the transfers?
2: Yeah, possibly. Quite possibly. I mean, I mean Koman came in and did what he did. He was sacked. That Moment that Coman was sacked, Coman is no longer responsible for Everton. Nothing has changed at Everton since the moment mm. it's it's got worse since the moment he's been sacked. I didn't think it could. So I I I don't think Coman is to blame. The summer signings though, now. what
0: what were they do? like? They signed about eight number tens. It was yeah. just ridiculous Wayne Rooney, Claassen, Sigurdsson. You could argue Sandro's a number ten. Yeah, they yeah. didn't buy an out and out striker. They didn't buy an out and out winger, which is two areas they really really needed to strengthen. Yeah. They they've maybe got no pace. Full back. I just think...
1: But it's not the f- they can't even use the excuse that they've signed all these players and they're not gelling because a lot of these signings, you know, Pickford played a whole season in the Prem. Keane's been in the Prem for the last few years. Yep. Sigurdsson's been in it for a while. And Wayne Rooney and Martina, they're all established Prem players and had caps under their name. And these are uh, uh, are the, the spine on the structure of the Everton squad. So the fact that they're just not gelling, it, it, I think it comes down to the lack of pace they have in the team. And that comes from the number 10s. There's no, there's no speed going forward at all for Everton from their sign-ins and from anyone. I think that's what they've been lacking. They haven't replaced Lukaku at all.
0: No. That performance against Southampton was one of the worst performances that I've ever seen. Yeah. They were so, so lucky to be one all at half-time. That Stigerson goal was an amazing strike. Yeah. We know he's got that in the locker. But that yeah. was the only time they went anywhere near Southampton's goal. Southampton could have been two or three up at half-time. They don't look like creating anything the whole game but then they're defensively poor. It's not like they're defensively poor and they're getting so, given away so many chances because they're sort of going the Aussie rd way of we can score more goals than you yeah. and they're leaving themselves open because they're going forward. Because mm. they're not creating anything either. They don't, they're they changing team every week. They're changing personnel. They don't know what their best team is. It just seems an absolute shamble. This is a club it that does. wanted to break into the top four at the start of the season. Yeah. They're genuine yeah. relegation candidates. Genuine relegation candidates. Mm. was
1: well, a big game tonight for them.
0: It's a huge game. I think that that's if a, they play that, anything I, like they did against Southampton, I mean, it's too
1: early to say. But could you argue six-pointer this early I
0: think in both the them, season? Both, I think both them teams are in a relegation battle. Yeah, I agree. Sam Allardyce looks like he's been brought in. Do you think that's the right appointment? <sighs> I don't. I don't know how I'd feel about waiting a month for Sam Allardyce.
1: I mean, I, I wouldn't say right appointment, but I mean, could you argue it's the only appointment?
0: If if they if they wanted a manager to get them out of the relegation scrap and a short term manager, Adidas is definitely the right man. But why yeah. didn't they do it a month ago? Mm. Exactly. If you're going to wait this long, you want something a bit more, someone that's going to take to the next level. Well, I don't think. He was think
1: linked yeah. at the start of the month, and then that link got scuppered. They've just made they've they, they made again. lazy
0: attempts. Like they went for Marco Silva when they knew they weren't going to be able to get him. Yeah. The Watford board made it quite clear that Marco Silva was going nowhere. Yeah. But they seem to keep going for that. Esposito Santo said no. Sean Dyche he's not going to give up what he's doing at Burnley to go to Everton at the moment.
2: Of course he's not. I mean, Thomas Tuchel and Louis van Gaal, the other two possibles.
1: I mean that. Would and you've come a out with Sam Allardyce. Yeah. I mean, I think, as an Everton fan, I would at times are pretty bleak.
0: They yeah. are really bleak. And it's a shame. They're a great club. And it would be a shame to see them. I, I, I like them, the group of teams that stayed in the Premier League forever. i like them to still be there. It was, it was a shame when Aston Villa went down, I thought, because of that. Yeah think Everton are in real danger I do but Sam Adelaise this is what he does best so he may be able to get them out of it but still yeah. the, the future's certainly looking a lot bleaker than it did 67 months ago at Everton it's, yeah it's not going to be pretty for him absolutely not next up is Sam's Championship Roundup Sam's Championship
2: Roundup this is Sam's Championship Roundup over to you boy thank you very much and it's good to be back with my Championship Roundup it feels yeah, like ages Yeah, it feels, it feels like it has championship been Championship fans feel deprived yeah I bet they do but don't worry, it's back. We oui. Bristol City, as always, of course. What a comeback against Hull Cracking on Saturday! Absolutely unbelievable. Two nil down. It looked like it was going to be a, another poor defeat for us after losing a lot two to people thought Preston. that
0: it was what what happened last year. The, yeah, we've fallen off.
2: Yeah, exactly. But no, the character that we've been showing throughout this season just sparked into life from somewhere what a response it was a great response winning 3-2 in the last minute Aidan Flint bagged his 5th of the season for a centre back Premier League
0: clubs have got me looking at Flint for a striker surely
2: <laughs> I think they will be unfortunately um, that's not really what I want to hear but you know Bobby Reed goes into double figures oh, what a play. It's his 10th of the season and Josh Brownhill getting the winner so we're looking really good at the moment unfortunately we've had a bit of a setback with uh, Callum Modalda He's been kind of our informed player at the moment. He's He's been excellent in the last four or five games I've seen him in. And uh, he's got quite a bad ankle injury, so he's going to have to have surgery on that, so he's going to be out for a while. Never nice to see. Which, ankle no, injuries are horrible. Which, and uh, our injuries aren't looking great at the moment. That's six long-term injuries for us now. Not the time of year you want
0: it either. Games are coming thick and fast. Definitely the not. Period.
1: It could be worse. It could be five keepers.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. But yeah, so Saturday, massive game coming up against Middlesbrough, live in front of the cameras. Um Johnson has described it as a six-pointer, which I I think I would agree with. You know, we're we're five points ahead of them at the moment. They sit 7th, we sit 5th. Yeah. It's a it's a big game. That could really stand us in great stead for the rest of the season if we can get three points from that game. But yeah, fingers crossed hopefully we can get three points at Ashton Gate on Saturday. Good luck. Thanks. Hull. The team we've beaten.
0: Yeah, on the wrong end of that result.
2: Leonid Sn- uh, Slutsky. Slutsky, is, I don't, don't really sure how you say it. Perfect, uh, is, he's under huge pressure. We all, th-
0: we all know why he's here, don't we? Of course we do. Abramovich is lining up to bring them at Chelsea. Yeah, Wee. which... Honestly, when Conte goes, Abramovich will be bringing him in. That's why he's getting him over to England, getting him all settled up in Hull. Yeah. And then when it all goes wrong, he's gonna bring Slutsky in <laughs> as a little temporary, like Abram Grant all over again. <laughs> so they're gonna get to a Champions League final, and we're gonna hear nothing more of him.
2: Yeah, exactly. He's a, no, I'm, I'm sorry, but the way things are going for uh, Hull at the moment, he isn't gonna see another English football club. But after he leaves uh, I mean, Hull, yeah, he, he was a and broken man even in Russia. Yeah, I mean after the after the game on Saturday. He said that he was even considering his own future to maybe walk away from Hull. How would a Hull how,
0: how fan feel about that?
2: I think I think they'd be happy. I mean, it doesn't get any easier for them. Sheffield Wednesday away, Brentford at home, and Cardiff are the next three. Not ideal. I can't see them getting anything out of those. I'm afraid. Even even Brentford at home, mm-hmm. I I can't see Hull getting anything out of it. So unfortunately, Hull fans, not looking good for you. Moving on again to some to there's a little bit more optimism around this club at the moment. Sunderland. Chris Coleman's come in. They're looking. It's looking like he's starting maybe to steady the ship in terms of results. He's only had three games. They lost two one in their first game, which was you know it, it was a better performance from what I saw of it. Then uh, came up with a good draw against Millwall. And then uh, a two nil win over Burton, which you would really still be expecting. Still no home win, though. Still no home win. Still no home win. But from what I've seen of Sunderland, and I've seen them, I've I've seen I think extended highlights of their games. Um, for, since Coleman's been there, they're looking a different team.
0: Still seems a crazy decision for me for Coleman to go there.
2: I do, but it's you know, is it a risk worth taking? No. That could that could, but if he does turn things around,
0: all these jobs that are available in the Premier League. I think a lot of them would have had Chris Coleman. I agree. He's gone to a club that are in turmoil. Yeah, I I, I they're agree. a big club Sunderland. They are a big club, but yeah. the way they're in at the moment, I think I think it's a bad move for Coleman.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll it will be. You know, we'll find out. But they they are looking far more convincing since his appointment, if you ask me. And they're now only two points from safety. They're Good off manager, the bottom. So that's it. That's my championship roundup. Thank you very much. Name the lineup.
3: Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm back this week. There's no uh, big-headed ginger man doing it today. So, uh, this is name the (laughs) line-up. And uh, first of all, we have Sam in here. Hello. And his team are the 2013 Europa League final winners, Chelsea. And his minute starts now. Oh,
2: God. Right, okay. Uh, Courtois in goal. Um, I'm going to go Moses. um, Cahill. Uh, Oh, I'm not sure if Louise was there at that point. Oh, well, let's just go with him. Um... Aspel Equator. Um, midfield. Who would have for midfield? Up front. Um, strikers who would have played up front. Costa. Um. um Twenty thirteen is difficult. Um. I'm trying to think of midfielders who played for Chelsea. Why is that so difficult? Um, you got 10 seconds, Sam um, This is pathetic again Again no, Can't think Poor showing from me again And that's the end of it Okay Who have you got?
3: Courtois Courtois, no, didn't play It was Petr Cech in goal Brilliant
2: Moses Moses was on the bench Oh, fuck me Gary Cahill Cahill did play, yep yeah. David Luiz Yep yeah. Aspel Equator. Yep.
3: Diego Costa. No. Is that is that all you got? Yeah. That's it. Okay. Uh, so you got three. Yep. I'll go through the team. Peter checking goal. Yeah. Uh Equator, Ivanovic, yeah. oh, Cahill, yeah. Cole, Lampard, Luiz, Ramirez, Mata,
2: Oscar, and Fernando Torres up front. Yeah. Look, okay. see, now that's actually more difficult than it sounds. Yeah, it is 2013 a bit, is a dodgy year because it feels close, I, doesn't it? I thought I thought Czech was like playing for Arsenal. Yeah, I thought that Lampard had left by this point. Well, there you go. So, yeah, and Sam struggled.
3: Okay, now we've got Ollie in here, and he has the 2006 UEFA Cup runners-up, who were Middlesbrough. Uh, and his minute starts. All over. right,
1: okay. Um, I remember they have like a player called Macaroni. I remember him just because it's a nice pasta. Uh they probably would have had Woodgate and the back. Um Oh, they would have had um uh Rock and Back. I know he was there then. Uh I remember this middle of the side when they got to the fun didn't they? Macaroni, I remember, uh Rock and Back, Woodgate, um I don't know, uh that's two at the back. I'm really struggling here. Um Viduka. He might have been there then. Uh, Middlesbrough, um, Downing maybe, He might not have been there then, but where if a shout, who'd have been keeper for Middlesbrough around that time? Um,
3: you got ten seconds, Ollie?
1: Yeah, I'm going to try and find someone else, Just someone pop into my head because I've only got five, No, this is a tough one, um, Verduka, any centre mids? Oh Jesus And that's Christ. that Ollie. That is a tough you one have
3: to, have to give up Right who have know. you got
1: Alright so Woodgate
3: Woodgate no oh, I
1: thought I'd have been surefire Rock and back yeah, yeah yeah Down in Yep Macaroni
3: Uh, Nope
1: They're not macaroni That's why you like oh,
3: I thought he was there Baldy On the bench He came on At half time
1: oh, Viduca.
3: Viduca, yep Yeah three You got three yep
1: yeah, name the team. The rest of the team on. The right, area. well,
3: right, the team was, Schwarzer in goal.
1: Right. Yeah, I sh- probably should have got that one.
3: Yeah, yeah I thought you. Yeah, I thought that would have been formality. That one, Parnaby, Riggett, yeah. and Southgate. Yeah, Southgate maybe. And got. Quedru. Oh yeah. James Morrison. Um George we, Boateng. Oh. Rock, and back, obviously. Downing, Viduca, and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank.
1: Yeah, I probably should have got an extra two more. So not in there.
3: Not an easy one. Not an easy one, an but easy one, yeah, good one though. And we've got Ben in here now, and his team are the 2010 Europa League runners-up, uh, who are Fulham. And his minute starts now. Oh no.
0: Oh
3: god. Schwaitzer goal, was it? Um,
0: oh, what's his name? Aaron Hughes. Would he have played? Chris Baird. Uh, Hangerland been knocking about I can't think of fullbacks um right oh my God 2010 Fulham Danny Murphy this is awful I haven't got apps haven't got a Scooby. mal Bronk, was he still knocking about? out so hard I'd, ah, um uh, Dempsey would have been too early for him wouldn't it um oh this is not gonna be good oh Alex, you've done me, mate. I haven't got a scooby yet.
3: Fullbacks. you got 10 seconds. For Fulham. Rossini. And. And uh, oh, that's that.
0: That's not, not a good showing.
3: Who have you got? Was Schwarzer in goal. Schwarzer was in goal, yeah. Alex. Aaron Hughes? Hughes, yeah. Yes. Chris Baird? Chris Beard, yeah, did play. Hangland? Uh yeah, Hangland as well. That's four. Christian no Rosinier. Danny Murphy, Danny Murphy, yeah, captain of the side. Steed Malbronk? no Malbronk. Oh, it was a bit
0: late for him. And uh, no
3: Boa Morte either. Sidwell, oh no, that's not right. No Sid no. Dempsey, no Dempsey, no oh. for him. Well, oh, it's not a great show. It started yeah. well, but it's gone downhill. You're five. We'll see how it all pans out. It was an easy one. I've got half a chance. Right, the the boys are all back in, and uh, some of the results. In third place, it's both Ollie and Sam. Oh, three points. Get That's what right, i tell you That Which means. Joy. Ben won it with five. Get in two all. i am take
0: that. You I'll take prey, that. You little I'll shit. That, but who
2: did? That, what team did you have, Ollie?
3: I had Middlesbrough. He had the six. hardest one, I reckon.
2: No. I've got a fucking bone to pick because if you were giving me Middlesbrough 2006, I would've fucking won. <laughs> I
3: thought you would love I thought you would have loved Say the Chelsea. It works, mate. We he rolled over Ch- scissors. He had Chelsea 2013. It's well I easy. I thought that would, would have been the best yeah, one. but it's
2: not. For me. I d- I don't. I don't you you've had by far the easiest. Team I don't. There. Yeah, I had I don't pay attention attention. he had Middlesbrough. and he had Fulham. Semi. Also, also I had a lot harder than He the middle ground. I would have, I would have rather the two you had to the one I got. Excuses, excuses, mate. So
0: I'm on two. Ollie's on two. Sam's on one. Everything to play for. In, name the lineup. in our next topic, we're going to discuss fan behaviour and supporters leaving games early. Is it one of the most annoying things in the game?
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, after QPR's unreal comeback last night... Brilliant comeback. Um, if, if anyone doesn't know, they were two down to Brentford and scored in the 94th and 95th minute. Unbelievable. But, a lot of fans weren't there to see it. Yeah, well, Holloway criticised a lot of the fans in an interview saying, we keep talking about our character and fighting, and my boys have done that and kept going. Half our fans have gone home, so I like to say to them, "You should have stayed. Our boys need you. Why didn't you stay?" Everyone who did, fantastic, well done. You deserve it too. Don't come go home early if you don't mind. Stay there. I mean, I think he's got talking a lot of sense because I agree with them. it's it's the most annoying thing when when games are still in the balance or your team's winning or whatever. Like just leaving early, it's just it's I think it's the ultimate sign of disrespect.
0: Obviously, there are mitigating circumstances where you have to leave early and stuff. Oh, and they're, but they're, in I general, think very when you minute. see. A, a, a huge number of fans leaving early. It's very frustrating. I, I, I've never left the game early. I mean, I,
1: I have once, and it was the cardinal sin because Argos scored in the last minute. When is it? But I, I think, as you said, it is a minute. that There are some circumstances where you do have to leave early. He has since apologised. I have he since
2: apologised for his comments. Yeah, he would have been told to.
1: But, yeah. but I think a majority of the people leave home just to beat traffic, which mm. if you're willing to cut short on your team's experience or a team, a potential team winner's win like action then what? you should be thinking about yourself, you know what I mean? Like You're missing out on last minute goals You really
0: struggle with sentences sometimes, don't you? <laughs> Jesus I, you th- I think you've actually got an alright point here, but if you could yeah. talk, you might be alright I,
1: I, I have got statistics to back it up because um, in London's top flight football club, fans miss an average of one and a half home games a season by leaving early. Mm. That's loads
0: Do you think though that Sort of like television companies have got to take some of the blame when they're moving games to Monday night. Like for example, say Newcastle playing Southampton, they move it to a Monday night. Like these these fans have got work in the morning, it's they've got factor. kids, they've got stuff like that. They need to get back early. They might have to leave early. It's definitely a factor. I think if every game was three o'clock on a Saturday, you'd see far less fans leaving early.
2: Yeah, I agree. Although I I am definitely in the in the group although I'm I'm not someone who leaves games early and I've I've been at Bristol City when we've been 4-0 down at half time and people have left at half time and I've stayed for the for the rest of the game and I always will but I am definitely if you are there if you're a fan and you're paying 500 600 quid a year for a season ticket you hold it with it in your power to get up and leave if you don't like what you're seeing yeah, I agree and, and by- that's and unfortunately that's the case and then if if you do miss something like QPR have done the other night it's your fault for missing it. You've mm. missed it. You
0: know? uh, and like, if, if your team are getting battered and showing no heart out there and stuff like that, yeah. sometimes the loudest way you can speak is with your feet. Exactly. And leaving the game. That's yep. sh- that will send out the biggest message to the club. I agree. So th- sometimes you have that th- as an option. I think
1: that's... The- I don't have a problem with that because I think there are times where, you know, who wants to pay I mean, really ridiculous football prices to watch your team get battered 4-0? No.
0: If Plymouth were losing 7-0 and your players were laughing about it on the pitch, at half-time, would you consider leaving?
1: I'd consider it but I wouldn't leave you definitely wouldn't leave I mean I've been at Argyle a couple you're times you're seven this or down your players are laughing about it like, I mean like, I, it. I, I've i been at Argyle this season when we've been four down within like 50 minutes and you just sit there and laugh about it but again looking at the stats I found another one with the uh, fans fans uh, leave on average seven minutes and 37 seconds before the end of each Premier League home game and in those uh, in that that, that time 115 goals were scored in the 2015-16 season. 29 of them being winning goals. Mm. That's a lot of goals you're missing out. I think if you saw
0: the queue outside Arsenal station as well after the game. You might reconsider.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think
0: I, I, I just walked to Finsbury Park as one of that. I would never leave a game early.
1: I think personally, I think I know. I've, I mean, a lot of fans do leave. I mean, from circumstances, from teams performing well. But I think a lot of it is to beat the queues. Yeah, I do. and I think I'd rather stay in a queue and get home 20, 30 minutes later. And watch a full game, yeah. than just beat the traffic. Yeah, you've got to understand yeah. in
0: some some circumstances, you may have to leave early. You might have a someone you might not might, you know might be in hospital or something like that. You need to yeah, get away. I, I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's there true. are circumstances,
1: but um, this is a question I want to um, raise: Should fans Bruce. should fans be charged to leave a game early? <laughs>
0: Absolutely should not. They? Of course they shouldn't. Because Aston Villa so, yeah, did, add, joke.
1: did add did add a tax to people leaving games in 2016. I don't think it I mean, it it's wouldn't work. It idea, wouldn't right? work. It's but a really idea. It gets people in their seat. And then, then
2: it gets we- people in their seat, but they've paid their fucking money to be there. If they want to get up and leave at any fucking time they want during that game, they have the right to do so. Well, if you can do that, it certainly shouldn't be money going to the club no it's bollocks if, it, uh, Villa, if, you're a bunch if of you were going to write that in that.
0: one way I think maybe you could do it is say you said like that you have a tax year but all that tax goes towards next season making tickets cheaper yeah so I think that, that maybe could work if you say you charged everyone I don't know if they left early how would you I don't know how you police that but yeah, 10% stupid. for leaving early and then you used all that next season to bring the season ticket prices down by half or something like that then it could be a positive thing maybe or,
1: or maybe implement it in the last 10 minutes because that's the time where you the people that are leaving are there to beat the the but traffic. Then, but
0: they, no, it doesn't make any sense. If your team's 7-0 oh, down at it. half time,
1: I'm not saying gonna I'm just no, I, I, sorry, I They're going to tell you to fuck off. I, 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 saw, I saw, I saw, I just saw this and I thought it'd be interesting to talk about. I think, I think it it would keep people in seats because I, every time I've been in the crowd and people leaving home early, they do get a lot of abuse. Yeah, you do a lot of The, like, the you Kiwi get
0: tried it, did Yeah, yeah. he got told where to go. Yeah, but I mean,
2: but. Whether you're but you get abuse for it, fine. But you hold the right to get up from that seat anytime you want and leave the ground. Yeah. That's just you hold that right. That's your choice if you want to do I that. Agree. You will you will miss out on these twenty nine winning goals in the last yeah, yeah. ten minutes, whatever it's been, last seven minutes in Premier League. You're the ones who will miss out the people that get up at the end of games and leave. That's, you, that's your fault
0: but back to the point about fans chanting when we are in going back to Cologne sorry uh, when we were there this, this Kiwi this uh, fella from New Zealand <laughs> tagged along with us had a very controversial moustache he <laughs> tagged along with us and some fans nice. left about probably about two or three minutes before the end of the game yeah. just as it went in stoppage time at the Arsenal-Cologne game and he tried chanting like a uh, Get back in your seats or something like that. Yeah. We can see you sneaking out, the old classics. Yeah. And two Arsenal fans turned round and told him to shut up, yeah. put him right back in his place. Yeah, there we go. Fans fight back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what
2: you're talking about. Yeah. It's uh, also with, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I don't think you could ever implement a charge for even early, Oli I'm not no, saying do
1: it. I just, I it's just a thought it was. being an, an
0: interesting
2: a rate, yeah. yeah It is an interesting discussion, but I think it's bollocks. And I
0: think it is a problem that fans do leave it. Leave early in some circumstances. Yeah. Think, but when you when you're two zero no down, I'd never leave early then. I think my general opinion no. on it
1: is it's an en, it's a form of entertainment. I think if you don't like a film, you're more than obliged to switch off. Of course. That sort of thing. I, in yeah. I agree. Exactly, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I I it shouldn't be it won't get in for any time soon, but I think it, it there's pros and cons to both of it. Yeah. That's the point I'm that. trying yeah, to make. Say, I
2: think you can see points from both sides. Although I think the whole tax thing is rubbish it's unbelievable that Aston Villa have, have actually implemented it. Well, that. not
1: anymore but when they're in the last yeah, season of Premier League.
0: And they wonder why they're struggling. Yeah. Next up is Ollie's Don't Talk Shit. Stop talking fucking shit Ollie. You're talking absolute bollocks again. This is Don't Talk Shit where we allow Ollie to talk bollocks for 1 minute without interruption. Over to you Ollie. Please don't talk shit.
1: Yeah, I've had a I've had a nice little week, you know, not a lot's really annoyed me. So I've been, you know, doing the usual. I've uh, done the rounds on Twitter, having a look around. And I found a really interesting post full of questions that I like to pitch to you lot. And I'm like, they have really good questions. Number one, do fish get thirsty? I think that's a good shout. Because every animal drinks, so do they get thirsty? Another one, can you cry in the water? I like to know the answer to that one. Uh, Why doesn't glue stick to the bottle and... When they say this, when they say dog food is new and improved, who tests it? Now I saw this on Twitter, and it makes me think. And I think that I'm gonna raise it to the let the ball to the audience to let them think. Does glue stick? Why doesn't glue stick to the bottle? What what does it make it stick to the bottle? And who tests dog food? Because they can't get it off dogs, can they? Because dogs can't react.
0: You're such an idiot. Like what's a waste of time again. I have met three year olds that could hold up a conversation better than you. You're amazed by anything. Answer You're literally that question. amazed Answer by anything. Ollie. You're Ollie. St- Do you know how many problems are in the world, Ollie? Just broaden your horizons, yeah. you fucking mong. But
2: I just I think they're just interesting questions. Who tested dog oh, food? I'm, so- I'm sorry, Ben, because I'm going to have to entertain him for a second here. I'm going to have to entertain his bullshit. Glue does stick to the fucking bottle. Have you ever not seen a super glue thing that has glue on the side of it? No, because pour- it pours out. Yeah, but I've I've got a glue bottle at home in Bristol. I can bring it in if you want, and we'll put a picture of it on the Twitter page.
0: Are you saying on the outside of the bottle or the inside? On the outside of the bottle. I'm talking inside. His point is well, to yeah, inside. Yeah, because
1: it's it. Why does it oh, stick? It's a good it's because, See, these are questions. <laughs> That's why I, I, when it, I saw it, it was right. interesting because there's no answer to them. They, but they're, they're, like who does test the dog food? Because the dogs obviously test it, but how do they know it's new and improved?
0: because the dog doesn't throw it up and he enjoys it and he for yeah, more but it's like what, pavlovian conditioning how isn't can it the do- yeah but yeah. what if,
1: yeah but what if the old dog food they still enjoyed but this dog food is meant to be new and improved but it's it, they they'll be they ways enjoyed the testing it the same. It, well, you'd
0: put the old one there and the new one there on one side and you see which one the which one the dog went to
1: but yeah but that's animal testing you can't do that it's, probably well, it's just not it's bollocks, not of course you can't do that there's nothing wrong with that that's
0: called pavlovian conditioning
1: I don't know what that means
0: of course you don't because you're too busy reading about glue right. do fish get thirsty <laughs> what do you mean
1: every animal needs water to survive to drink so how how do fish? Survive? I think they
0: take water in through their gills and they. What water?
1: What the water they live in? The salt water.
0: I don't know. I don't know how it works. North they North
1: they you salt water. See, these are questions that need answers, and it it raises your I mean, thinking. There's so many. And can you cry in water? Fishes.
0: I've never tried. I never would. I would never think about that. I yeah, you can because at it's a the a p- point. It's I a never. F- would. How would
2: you know? you can a, feel yourself crying it's a physiological phenomenon yeah, you know that your body is? produces that it's not going to change because you can still tell from their
0: facial expression when someone's crying can't you I that's a
2: stupid question no I
1: think it's a good question because no, I, I thought about it I'll th- I, I, it it's makes you, it, I tell you what and, I've, and my point has been proved because I've asked these questions and you two have thought about it and it's you've gone you know what no, no, I haven't picture. had to
2: think about the crying underwater one. That's no, the, the glue but one
0: was the only one I couldn't give you a straight answer to. Yeah, yeah. But I assume it's something to do with the material inside of the wine bottle. Is it st- why does it stick to the outside, not the inside? Because then. it's a different material. How do they do that then? They probably line I mean, the how do inside do the bottle with yeah, something. Yeah, they line it with something that doesn't I'll, stick to glue, you idiot.
1: I'd like to Google that answer.
0: I bet it's that. I can tell you now that's oh, probably what it is. They've got something lined in there thats that won't stick. Okay. We're not waiting here on air while you Google it, you Idiot.
1: I want to I to check. Uh, there's not. I'll, I'll find out for next week.
0: Oh, well, oh, there's something to look don't. forward to next week. Make sure you tune in next week to listen to that, bollocks.
2: Oh, what a load of shit.
0: What a waste of time. Oh, darling,
2: have you got any other business?
0: Next up is Any Other Business, where we discuss the sports stories from the week that interest us. Sam and Ollie are going to start by talking you through the ashes. Over to you.
1: Yeah, uh, England lost the first test. Ten, shock, sure, 10 wicket defeat, which was a bit of a smashing in the end. But I'd say I I don't know if you agree, but I'd say it's a tale of two innings really. England were phenomenal in the first mm. and then kind of lost to the short ball in the second.
2: We did, yeah, they've got their tactics right, didn't they? Yeah, um,
1: bowl quick and short and that's how you beat the English, apparently.
2: Yeah, well it seems to be that way. I mean uh, I think we've got a very fragile middle order at the moment. Mm. It tends to be you know, we'll put on a we'll put on a bit of a stand. Um, I mean, Cook seems to be out of touch, yeah. which isn't good. Um, you know, Stoneman looks good. Yeah, he, um, he's impressed me, to be fair. Yeah, and like the, a couple of the new boys who have come in have hit, you know, have played decent knocks. But then we we seem to get up to a point in the middle order where we collapse, and that needs to be sorted out. I mean, someone like Ben Stokes, yeah, hint, would hint. be nice to bring back in. They say he's flown over to New Zealand for family things with his cricket gear. Yeah, I reckon is, I
1: reckon if we lose the second test they'll have no choice but to bring him in. Yeah. I but think the the, the stat done. that ruined it was Australia's tail enders put on one forty, ours yeah. put on fifty six.
2: Yeah, exactly. But I mean the Australian conditions don't uh they don't really accommodate our bowlers. I mean We've James, got no pace. No. I mean and the ball doesn't swing. So you know. Jake ball's irrelevant in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, enough about that, because Ben's. Are you two still gonna watch
0: again. that when you lost the first when England lost the first three? Of course I will.
1: Yeah, well yeah, because uh, it's uh, it's how yeah, poorly it? we play.
0: What, so you, it's already, you've already lost, so you're just going to watch two redundant games? Well, no, we haven't lost. We've just no, we haven't one lost. We, four left. We've lost. Oh, I'm saying what? if you lose the first three. Uh, if we lose uh, the first three, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll, still, probably, I'll still probably watch it. Will you watch it, the, the last two tests if you lo- lose yeah, the first three? Yeah, I reckon three. I would. Possibly.
0: Madness. I don't know. Right, next up, we're going to talk about something else, which is madness. Sports Personality of the Year. Yeah, that is madness. What a joke. <laughs> it's
2: bollocks.
0: It why is it called Sports Personality of the Year if it's clearly not to do with personality? It's just sports.
2: I think it should it mean Andy Murray's person won it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: Sports Person of so. the Year.
2: Yeah, it needs to be reworded, doesn't it?
0: His personality, then Sam brought it up. Jermaine Defoe would be a great one 40 yeah, for him. Yeah, Lowry. He deserves yeah. it. I'm struggling to see any personalities on this list.
2: <laughs> I completely agree. Well, I, some I, of them are. Some know, of them, to I, be fair. I, I,
1: but I don't have a problem with the list. I think everyone on there is warranted a place. Well, a
0: sports person maybe, but some of the sports are very, very yeah, but you've got to be yeah, but it's got to be a diverse
1: range, isn't it? Like let's let's name the contender as Well, Mo Farah, he's on it every year. Yeah. Uh, they have got Chris Froome cycling. Cares about cycling, Lewis Hamilton racing. I think he Hamilton win deserves it. it yeah. I think Hamilton's mind to win it just for what I mean, he. If we're talking done. about British sports
0: person, AJ again deserves to be on there. Uh,
1: I think I think I think he deserves to be on there just not winning. And then we've got Harry Kane.
0: If you're talking about best sports person, he deserves to be on the list. But his personality definitely not.
1: I mean, a controversial one, but I agree with it. Joe Conter. No. I think her achievement it warrants it 100. percent But her
0: achievement only looks good because of the nothing. absence of achievement before her. But then that shows so it an improvement because in women's tennis everybody else was before her. Exactly. But her, well, yeah, it's an improvement in
2: women's tennis then, not an improvement individually for her.
1: Well, no, but I, I think, well, it, it is, yourself. yeah, Basically because that's her first semi-final. Because so. Laura
2: Robson was shit, she's now amazing. Heather. No, okay, lot of, both of them. Uh, and or then we've got Johnny
1: like? Peacock, uh, the well, para-athlete. Athlete. Uh, Adam Peaty, uh, who's just amazing athlete. Uh, Jonathan Ray, who I, I don't really know a lot about motorcycling, so... And then there's Anya Shrub shows, and the women's cricket team, and Bianca Walkden who taekwondo. If anyone follows that,
0: more people watch like non-league football though than they do women's cricket. I'm not trying to offend anyone there, but that's just a fact. So surely coverage has got to play some sort of part in who wins the sports person of the year.
2: That's ridiculous. Not, not interested. All
0: right, next up we're going to do a little roundup of last night's uh, midweek Premier League results. Saw some interesting results. We can start off at uh, Vicarage Road. Watford two, Man United four. Didn't really do. I don't think that. I think it flatters Man United at the scoreline. Yeah, I did. I didn't see the whole game, but I watched vast bits of it. Mm. And from what I saw, Watford controlled the game. Two absolute bangers from Ashley Young. It's great goals. Yeah. Change the game and give uh, Man United a comfortable lead. Watford showed great character to work themselves back into the game, get yeah. it back to three two, and then it's such a poor goal to concede. Jesse it Lingard is. does well, but he really doesn't have to do anything. No, he just runs with the ball, and Watford defence parts like the bloody red sea. It's A joke. <laughs> yeah, uh, five defenders around him, and he does have he has to do nothing to get away from them. And suddenly it's four two.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely definitely agree that the the result doesn't necessarily reflect the mm. how, how the game. The actually, next score. Uh, I
0: don't know if uh, our listeners remember, but last show, me and Ollie had a fifty pound bet that. <laughs> All I've got, for me to win the bet, all that needs to happen is Arsenal finish above Spurs in one of the next three seasons. So this season, the season after, or the season after that. Such a poor bet. Ollie. Spurs lost two one to Leicester last night. Ollie, you getting scared? No, nah, I think you're counting
1: your chickens before they even laid eggs. You know. <laughs> He's
0: always been thinking about that one for a while, hasn't he? <laughs> it's
1: a long old season. I agree. But I mean, it's I a mean, when Arsenal have point. their typical stupid February March hiccup and Spurs improve, then. Yeah, you do know you Money do will be in my back pocket again.
2: You do know Arsenal will go four points clear of Tottenham if they win their next game.
1: Uh, but it's also still December and
2: it's half a season. I'm not yeah, saying I think it, Arsenal definitely a 50,
0: will finish above this year, but in one of the next three seasons, we definitely will. I 50, again, a fifty
2: pound bet on your as a neutral or someone who isn't part of the bet, Ollie. That was ridiculous. I think we're focused on the
1: wrong team here, but we all called the Puel effect for Leicester. Yeah, yeah, and He's it. To be fair, we so did. you know, to be fair, so I'm glad we're doing well. Two banging goals
0: last night, brilliant goals. It's great to see. Uh, yeah, Puel getting his chance in the Premier League and taking it. Rightly really so. Uh, one of them weird derbies Brighton versus Palace stalemate nil-nil rubbish and uh, the more entertaining draw West Brom 2 Newcastle 2 Newcastle showing good character to come back twice if they'd lost that that would have been four defeats in a bounce mm. and would have uh, pulled them right back into the relegation thing they can maybe take a bit of momentum from fighting back in that game yep. so not all is lost youngster, there
2: Youngster scored as well didn't he? Sam Field is it yeah for, Brom, for yeah for West Brom good Can yeah, see so. someone
0: getting a chance now Pirdis has gone yeah definitely actually able to express themselves uh, for our final topic in AOBs we're going to discuss how is there still not goal line technology in Spain the best quality league in world football and there's behind no league behind league one obviously and there's no goal line technology that's a joke it's madness Messi I don't know if, any, if our listeners have seen it but Messi hits a shot from the edge of the box against Valencia it's a big game Valencia is second in La Liga Hits a shot. Uh, Neto, the goalkeeper fumbles it. Goes about two foot, two foot over the line, and the goal doesn't get given. It's unbelievable. It's, it's I mean, the, the officials should have spotted it anyway. It was so far over the line. It was
2: so far over the line. You could see from the camera angle. Jordi Alba said. Jordi
0: Alba said he could see it from the halfway line. Yeah. <laughs> but how have they, they? They've got to implement it next season. Last season, a similar thing happened. It was actually Jordi Alba who took the strike uh, against. I forget who it was against. I think it was Getafe last year. Mm. And it was a similar situation. About It was even further. I think it was about three foot over the line and it didn't get given against Barcelona. Uh, and I remember thinking to myself then, how have they still not got goal technology? Yeah. A year later and the same problems.
2: It's ridiculous. The Liga have got to look at that. Definitely. Living in the past. Living in the dark make, ages. It, make, yeah, making themselves look a bit silly with it as well, I think. Mm. That was Airby's.
3: Team of the week.
2: Okay, next up
0: is our team of the week. We're only going to include it for the weekends games. Uh Sam the goalkeeper will take you through the shot stopper, Ollie through the defence, myself through the midfield, and we will share out the front three. So Sam, who's in goal this week? Lucas Fabianski makes it in between the sticks this week. Great keeper. As an Arsenal fan, a cult hero. Yeah, definitely. Well he
2: you know, he's up there with the best goalkeepers in the league, definitely. He's mm. you know, he's saved one Yeah, year. He yeah, has, he has saved them a lot this season. And uh, five shots on target Bournemouth had uh, in that game. And as a goalkeeper, if you come off with a clean sheet after the opposition side have had five shots on target, you know you've had a good game. Exactly. So he deserves to be in there. Yep, uh, Oli, back
0: four?
1: Yeah, back four. can start a left-back with uh, Ziegler.
2: He was brilliant. It was
1: only his second appearance uh, of the season. And he, I mean, Watford, a lot of their attacks came from the left-hand side. Him Richardson, were brilliant. Who, who will be coming up. But yeah, an awesome game from him. Uh, one of the things we've gone for is uh, Nathan Ake. I think uh, for such a young player, such a natural leader. Brilliant. Loveable playing centre Fantastic he player. Good. He is good. Uh, another one we've gone for, uh, Johnny Evans, uh, West Brom. I know it wasn't the result West Brom were looking for, but I think. I don't think it's a bad result, Wembley, it's one 0 Yeah, I think, um, you know, he he led that defence really well, and I think it's a good response for the whole Pulis, him mishap, well, not mishap, but you know what I mean, situation, let's put it that way. Uh, so you know to be the captain and to lead a decent result for West Brom, you take that. Uh, the other right back I've gone for is the other Watford, Kiko Forneta.
0: The other Watford fullback. Yeah, the me. other Watford fullback. <laughs> yeah, he had, he
1: had, a, oh, we he had a solid game. Um, so yeah, it was a good result for Watford, and you know they probably deserve quite a lot of yeah, people in this team. In the fullbacks are
0: very explosive. Uh, right in midfield, holding the midfield three together is Stephen Davis. I. I always speak highly about him because I genuinely think he's one of the most underrated players in the I do league. As well. I think he's really I don't. I can't remember the last time I saw him misplace a pass. He's no. so clever on the ball. He uses the ball so well. He moves it quickly. But it's not, he's not that sort of player that's just negative and goes backwards. Yeah. He always looks to go forward and make things happen. He scored a good goal, and sometimes gets overlooked, but certainly deserves his place in this midfield three. Yeah. Uh, joining him is teammate Huijbregt, who made his first start of the season. He's only made one substitute appearance before um, Sunday. Yeah. But Pellegrino's given him his chance, and it's paid off. He's a good player. Last season, I was very impressed with him. Yeah, I was as was, well. I've been very surprised to see him get as little game time as he's had this season. Yeah, I agree. But he's back in. His range of passing was brilliant. Hit some lovely crossfield balls. Was very positive. Picked yeah. some great tackles, and deserves his place. Uh, then playing slightly out of position, a little bit deeper than usual, but we'll have him in a sort of number 10 role, was Hazard. In the first half against Liverpool, he was back to his best. Mm. He looked like a version of Messi out there. Yeah, He, he was skipping past problems. players. Yeah. The way he drops his shoulders, the way he moves his body, he was brilliant. Really impressed with Hazard. Hope he can, I'm not sure if he's a fan, but I love to see great players play well, so I hope he can keep that up for his yeah, sake. Definitely. Right, uh, I'll start the front three. On the left side, uh, as you may have guessed, is Richarlison. Uh, excellent again. He's been the standout player for Watford so far. Unbelievable. Scored a goal just every time he gets the ball. He's a fullback's nightmare. Right, uh, Ollie, who leads the attack? Uh, up top is uh,
1: Charlie Austin. Uh, he got himself a brace uh, on Sunday, and you know I think he epitomised why a lot of people call him a, a poacher. Mm. You know, mm. and I think his goals are going to be important in the next few games to Southampton because that's what he have been lacking. Like yeah, and I think a long time he, and I think even when he's played for Southampton, he's always seemed when he starts, he always seems to get goals and important ones mm. so I'd like to see him keep it up
2: absolutely definitely Sam who finishes off the team? Mohamed Salah and rightly so I think he has he, you know again he was great as yep. as he always mm. has been really. becoming a regular in the team yeah, of the week isn't he? definitely well, yeah. so forward. happy so happy he got his goal against his old club yeah Jose Mourinho um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nice to, yeah, nice little middle finger to him. Another one that got away. Exactly, and yeah, it's, it's just another typical Mohamed Salah performance. He's coming; he's becoming a little bit like Kevin De Bruyne in the sense you just know what to expect from him every week. You know he's not going to let you down. And so you know, confident, just, isn't he? And when you're that confident, you try so things good on the that ball. you wouldn't usually try, and they just come off. Yeah, he's just he's so good. So thoroughly deserves to be
0: in there. That was our team of the week. Premier League predict our results. This is Premier League predictor results. We've got our results from two weeks ago now, as we didn't have a show last week. In third place, with just five, and still, unfortunately, to get a correct score in the whole thing is Sam. Kind of a habit, this, really, isn't it? it? It's not looking too good for you, mate. It's
2: not surprising.
0: Uh, this week, me and Ollie both have eleven. Got it. Ooh. really impressive from both of us mm-hmm. we both called Everton drawing 2-0 with Palace yeah it was obvious Ollie called Liverpool winning 3-0 yeah, and obvious. I called Watford winning 2-0 so to, 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 as a tiebreaker we are going to have a guess the attendance from our producer Alex last guess the attendance whoever gets closest will take the point on Premier League predictor
3: hello again alright so boys this is a game from last night and it was West Brom against Newcastle What's the attendance? Oh God!
1: See, if Tuesday night makes it harder. I think.
0: Mm, how many is the Hawthorns old? Fuck me! See if Ollie can worm himself another point.
3: You just want to hold it up. All right. So the attendance was twenty-five thousand five hundred and thirty-four, oh. which means Ollie wins oh, the attendance oh, game again. Twenty-seven thousand, I put. Twenty-nine thousand one hundred seventy-eight. It's West it's Brom.
0: Stab me in the back. Oli gets his first point on Premier League Predictor. Thank you for coming. I'm I'm still ahead, but the way he's worming these points, I'm no more of this guess the attendance. Two for two, guess the (laughs) attendance.
1: It's my game. Sick of it. We'll bring it back season two, yeah?
0: Forget it. Premier League Predictor. This is Premier League Predictor, the fast-paced prediction game where you get one point for a correct result and three points for a correct score. Okay, Chelsea-Newcastle, I'm going 3-0 Chelsea.
2: 2-0 Chelsea.
1: 3-1 Chelsea.
0: Brighton-Liverpool, I'm going 3-1 Liverpool. 2-1 Liverpool.
1: 1-1.
0: Everton-Huddersfield, I'm going 2-1 to Huddersfield.
2: 0-0. 2-2.
1: Leicester-Burnley,
0: I'm going 1-0. 2-1
2: Leicester.
1: 1-0 Leicester.
0: Stoke-Swansea, I'm going one all. 2 one leicester
2: one 0 leicester
0: Stoke. 1-1. 0-0. Watford-Spurs, I'm going 3-1 Watford.
1: 2-0 Spurs. 2-1 Spurs.
0: West Brom versus Crystal Palace, I'm going 2 all. 1-1. 1-0 West Brom. Arsenal-Man United, I'm going 2-0 Arsenal. 2-1 2-1 Arsenal. 1-1. Bournemouth-Southampton in the South Coast derby. I'm going 2-1 Southampton.
2: 2-0 Southampton. 3-2 Bournemouth.
0: City-West Ham. I'm going 5-0 City.
2: 3-2 City. 5-0 City.
0: Premier League predictor. That was episode five of Let the Ball Do the Work. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. See you around.
1: Cheers. See us.